Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the West Coast Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Frias Guzman. And I will be talking about today on today's episode, I will be talking about the Los Angeles Dodgers mainly as they just had a series that got started with the Oakland Athletics, came away with a nice victory, 7-3. Lance Lynn, newly acquired from the White Sox, ended up coming away with his first victory as a Dodger. Uh, We got to see a little bit of him, so we'll talk all about that. We'll talk all about, you know, what's, um, what's kind of changed with the Dodgers as of late, some of the new players that they've acquired, how things are kind of shaping up for the second half of the season now that the All-Star break is over as well. We will also be talking about the, the Lakers, the uh, the Dodgers, of course, and the Raiders as for the Lakers and the Raiders, there's not a whole lot of stuff that goes on in, in the offseason, mainly just, you know, newly acquired players, moves that go on in the, in the league and so on and so forth. Uh, if you're a fantasy fantasy league kind of guy, maybe you're getting everything ready for that. Uh, all kinds of things going on when it comes down to the world of sports, but maybe not huge news, if you would, now that the season's, um, now that the only thing going on is baseball. But we'll talk all about that on today's episode. I am recording this on an early Wednesday morning. It is August 2nd, uh, 2023. Uh, this would be episode 146, so hope you guys enjoy it. So with that being said, though, guys, just get right into the podcast um, or just before I actually get into it here, I do want to remind everybody that you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. Um, it's going to be the same handle, West Coast Pod 702, West Coast Pod 702. Definitely going to drop me a follow. And if you have the time, I'm definitely going to check out my wife's page. Uh, she's actually going to be doing some for a baptism that we're actually going to be godparents in. Uh, she... It's going to be making these amazing chip bags. They're like aerial theme or Little Mermaid theme. Uh, so definitely go and check them out. And if you haven't done so, you got to go and check out this page. It's called Rosie's Designs EST 2022. Definitely go and check them out. And I guarantee you won't be disappointed. So let's get right into the podcast if you guys are down. Um, again, well, actually, just before I have a quick little announcement for everybody who has been following the podcast. One, thank you very much. And for those of you who continue to listen to it, thank you again. Uh, but I have, I did take some time off on, to go on, on recording and everything. Of course, I ha- actually had a change in um, in in where I live uh, for the longest. Um, for those of you guys who know, family, friends, I've been living with my in-laws for the longest. Uh, maybe I'm sorry, maybe that sounds bad. Not the longest, but I have been living with my in-laws for a while now. Uh, felt great to go in and have my own place with my, with my beautiful wife Rosa. Uh, we have. You know, it's all an adjustment period and everything, but we have finally kind of settled in and everything, kind of got everything out of the way. Uh, for the most part, got all the stuff kind of settled in and in, in their place. Uh, so for those of you who have moved to a new place on your own or something like that, you definitely know what I'm kind of going through. But thank, thank you for, for every single one of you who continue to listen and who have listened in the past. Um, hopefully you continue to listen. But with that being said, that way so we can stop talking about all this sappy stuff and everything. Let's go right into the podcast here. So talking about the Dodgers or talking actually about the Lakers, excuse me, I wanted to end with the Dodgers on this one. So talking about the Lakers here, guys, they have had quite a bit of moves going on because of the offseason. As you guys can tell, this this roster is different, but it's not a whole lot different from what have from the main core. You know, a lot of people tend to think that, oh, Troy Brown, Lonnie Walker. Yes, these guys got big minutes during the regular season. But let's be honest, during the regular season, it wasn't the same team that was playing the big minutes during towards the end of the season, right? Towards the end of the season, you definitely saw that it was Vanderbilt, Rui Hachimura, 
uh, Reeves, Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell. These were the guys getting the big bulk of the minutes. It wasn't so much, you know, Troy Brown Jr. It wasn't so much being, you know, Lonnie Walker and a couple of these other players. Even Dennis Schroeder, you got to see, like, yeah, he was playing big minutes and everything, but he wasn't the biggest contributor to the team. A lot of people tend to kind of think that maybe Gabe Vincent was uh, the replacement for Dennis Schroeder. And I guess you can say so. I mean, they play totally different styles of play and everything. But when it comes down to it, I really think that you kind of got the pieces that you really need in a team like this. You know, when it comes down to like Austin Reeves, I don't think we really had a ball dominant point guard like that. Maybe since like Vic, Nick Van Exel, a guy who's, I mean, he's not, it's funny because he's not super quick like how Nick, Nick uh, Van Exel was, you know, and, and that to me, that's like, a little bit just before I started really watching the Lakers, but from highlights, from you know, previous knowledge from other pe- from the people that I know that watch the Lakers, Nick Van Exel was a monster. He was very quick, very agile. Uh, would love to attack the basket. He could finish with English, you know, by, by being able to go in and have some nice little tricky moves to bounce it off the glass, uh, create some contact. He was not afraid of that. And I see that a lot in Austin Reeves. Now, maybe he's not as fast as as Nick Van Exel is, but you can definitely see that he has some burst of speed at times, you know, when he when he needs it, you know, but for the most part, he uses the, his advantage of being a bit of a bigger guard, um, similar to how Nick Van Exel would actually use his advantage of being a quicker guard than a lot of the player than a lot of the other guards that were guarding him. But um, I the other player that I would want to go ahead and kind of give a comp to is um is Gabe Vincent I'm thinking that he's like our new Derek Fisher if you would you know he's not super tall you know uh, Derek Fisher was maybe my height 6'2 um 6'1 6'2 around there you know and he was a he's a stocky dude you know King came from Arkansas stocky kind of a build uh dude was a fire hydrant like nobody was going to push him out of the way like he was solid defensively but he was also quick enough where he can actually, you know, guard some of these quicker, um, quicker point guards, and he can shoot the three ball. So I mean, I kind of see that same thing in Gabe Vincent. He's a he's a small guy. He's a small guard, but he's really really stocky, really really strong. He has he always kind of plays with a chip on his shoulder. He is a great three point shooter. He can play defense. You know, he's gonna be your ultimate off ball point guard. Something that LeBron has kind of always needed. Not that he can't play with a guy who's a ball dominant guard, but he it is something that you know would be nice to go in and see around LeBron and even Austin Reeves. If you have a guy, if you have Austin Reeves and Gabe Vincent playing on the floor together, then you have a couple of different players that you can shoot or, or sling the ball to or pass the ball over to and get a good and get a good uh, shot opportunity. So not to go into, not to go and to talk too too much about the Lakers here, guys. Um, we'll talk all about the you know the off season and who they ended up picking up and all that good stuff. Um, just kind of seeing like what the team overall kind of looks like. But in my honest opinion, after no after all the moves and everything that happened, I'm very very excited for this team. I mean, between you know re-signing Austin Reeves, can't believe that they actually were able to get him for that much because there were it sounded like there were some teams that were very interested in getting him, but. He did a great job in his management or agent, you know, representation team, whatever you want to call him, did a great job by making sure that they that all these other teams knew that he wanted to sign with the Lakers, regardless of what kind of uh, 
a deal he's going to get from these other teams. You know, the only thing that would make it worse is that the Lakers would have had to, you know, let go of a little bit more money because other teams were giving him qualified offers. But regardless of the fact, he ended up resigning. He's a Laker again. He's going to be a Laker for a while. It's great to go in and see that he's going to be there for the future as well. You get to even see what the Lakers are kind of planning, you know, even signing Rui Hachimura to a three-year deal as well. Plus with the, I think, I think it's like a three plus plus one if you would so seeing that seeing that Rui's a younger guy you have a guy like Jackson Hayes that if he ends up performing very well that could even be the future a guy like Cam Reddish if they figure out something with him that other teams haven't been able to figure out that could be even our future you have D'Lo who if he doesn't get unfortunately a lot of people are thinking that he might get traded this season but who knows if he doesn't get traded that could be our future you have Max Christie who's only 20 years old that could be our future you have so many different avenues even even with anthony davis people tend to think oh anthony davis is getting ready to retire no dude he's only he's only my age if i'm not mistaken he's only he was born 92 if i'm not mistaken as well he's only 30 years old he's gonna be able to go to do more after this he's got i'm most likely thinking he's gonna sign this extension which is on friday that he can sign that extension so we'll definitely keep an eye out see when exactly that happens it might not actually happen friday but we'll see so there's all kinds of stuff going on with the Lakers, guys. Mainly, my main thing is I was super happy, super excited with how things worked out for the offseason for the Lakers. It really couldn't have gone any better. The only thing that, that maybe could make it better is getting a center. If we get another good, solid center, have Jackson Hayes as a backup center. But the only thing is that that really, really, really complicates things with the power forward position. Because then at that point, you're asking Rui Hachimura to maybe play more of the three whenever LeBron is not playing the three and if he plays the four whenever AD is not playing the four then that really doesn't ho allow a whole lot of minutes that's maybe what not well maybe it's quite a bit but it's like 20 something minutes or something like that but I don't know if they're actually going to give him all those minutes well I guess we'll have to see because then you even have what where you're going to put Vanderbilt you know you can't put Vanderbilt out there I mean you can but I don't know how exactly all that's going to work you know, so I mean, if they get another, if they get another center, how is it really going to work in the power forward position? Unless if you find some some sort of way, you have to, unfortunately, get rid of one of them or or trade one of them. You know, but regardless of the fact, we'll see exactly what happens with the Lakers. We'll have to go in and see exactly how this uh, roster kind of lines out. Um, my honest opinion, that way, so you don't have to worry about you know promising certain playing time and everything. Why not try calling up um, Castleton? The guy who's going to get the two-way two deal. Uh, he played pretty well in Summer League. He seems like he still has a lot of work to go in and do. But what better way to get to learn more than being in the pros, being up with the big guys, and learning. Maybe he's not going to get a whole lot of playing time or anything like that, but he can learn a whole lot. I really think Max Christie being around the team last year ended up helping him out tre tremendously. But we'll see what happens when it comes down to all that as we have to go in and just see what uh, what else happens in the offseason before they get going. But with that being said, we can jump right into talking about the Raiders as they are in the middle of their offseason. Well, actually not in the middle. They're actually getting, getting ready to start gearing up. They got training camp going on, all kinds of stuff like that. I think the Hall of Fame game is actually tomorrow. I think that's like the Jets and the Browns or something like that. As we had the Hall of Fame game last year, definitely great. Uh, experience when it comes down to it. I, I, I haven't experienced it myself, but great to always watch it and stuff like that. But we'll talk about the Raiders offseason on this one, if that sounds good to you guys. Now, the Raiders offseason, 
I feel like it's been mainly just circled around all kinds of negativity, in my honest opinion. Uh, negativity when it comes down to Josh Jacobs, the fact that he still is holding holding out. It sounds like he's waiting to go in and see if there's maybe another contract out there that he's willing to go in and sign. Sounds like he's maybe had some meetings with other teams or something like that, but I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, my honest opinion, I don't think another team's willing going to be willing to give him a lot more than that 10 mil enough and 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 i don't think it, any team's going to be willing to give him enough that's going to want him to stray away from being a raider and accepting that 10 mil even if another team's willing to give him a couple more million than what is offered on that 10 mil uh, franchise tag but who knows who knows maybe some team out there is willing to be like you know what josh jacobs yeah we'll give you whatever amount of money it is that you need or whatever it was that the raiders were not willing to give you we'll give you that and that might persuade them you know that might persuade him in order to go in and go with another team and if that is the case it'll be definitely sad to see him go um you know it'll be because in my in my opinion i think he um, well from based on what i've heard in the past you know um josh has always josh jacobs has always mentioned that he would um continue to be a raider if if he sees that the team is building around him or building a contender and in some in some people's opinions that's exactly what they've done you know, maybe Jimmy G or Jimmy Garoppolo, he's maybe not the quarterback that you would want because of the whole injury situation. You know, the fact that he's a little bit injury prone or whatever the case is. But regardless of the fact, that's who you have. And regardless of the fact, you have some other playmakers. You have a guy like uh, like Devontae Adams, like Jacoby Myers, who was a number one in New England, who's now your glorified number two. You have a Hunter Renfro. You have a guy who... In the tight end with my uh mayors or myers who's going to be incredible i'm really thinking that this guy is going to be a really good tight end for us you know moving forward i feel like he's like a best of both worlds kind of deal but we'll see exactly what happens with this uh with this squad i'm really thinking that it's it's um going to come down to whether if a team is really going to be willing to give josh that kind of money which i don't think it's going to happen especially because i don't i can't remember if it was saquon i think it was Saqu saquon barkley he ended up accepting uh, an offer already, and it was way less than what he, everybody was thinking that he was going to hold out for. So when you have all these other running backs and or other people in your same position accepting less, that's what other people are going to expect you to do as well. At least that's what I'm thinking is happening, but we'll see what happens. The uh, other couple things that I did want to go in and just mention, I did mention a little bit about Jimmy G. Uh, and I got to say, guys, some of the reports that I've been hearing, and it hurts me because I'm actually a Derek Carr fan. I'm a big-time Derek Carr fan. He was my quarterback for so many years, being a Raider and so on and so forth. But in my honest opinion, and I've, what, from what I've seen with Jimmy G, it, it's a little different. You get to see his demeanor is a little different. The way he approaches games is a little bit different. The way he... Uh, the way he commands a room or the way he commands a huddle, the way everybody's on their P's and Q's outside, out of a huddle, you know, the way how, I don't know, it just seems like everything's so precise, if you would. Uh, now, all I'm hoping for is now this is all training camp and stuff and practices and whatnot. This can all change once, you know, they hit real, once they actually get into playing up against another team or something like that, you know. But we'll see what happens when it comes down to it. It's really just going to be a matter of of waiting and seeing, honestly. Yeah. 
it's sad to kind of say that, but I'm really thinking that this this year for the Raiders, it's really just going to come down to waiting and seeing if this team can actually live up to expectations or at least give us something to be excited about because God knows that we haven't been excited for, for too much in these past couple years. So we'll see what happens when it comes down to the Raiders. Um, I did want to get into talking about the Dodgers as I did want to make them my main focus on this podcast for today, guys. So with that being said, Dodgers ended up coming away with the victory last night, going up against the Oakland Athletics. Uh, it's seven to three, I think the game. The the uh, yeah, it was like seven to three. Lance Lynn, newly acquired from the from the White Sox, ended up coming away with a nice victory. Another player that we actually acquired from the White Sox, um, he actually pitched a couple of days a couple of day, uh, days ago. Excuse me, I was trying to combine games and days there, but uh, anyways. Uh, Joe Kelly ended up getting acquired as well from the White Sox, and he ended up actually pitching a couple days ago. Had a great, great, great welcome back from all the Dodger fans in in uh, Chavez Ravine. You know, being able to go ahead and have some of these uh, players coming back, like Kika Hernandez, he ended up coming back. You got to see that you know the Dodgers Dodgers always had a you know a certain certain type of player, a guy who's a who's fun in the clubhouse, who's gonna back up his boys no matter no matter what. You know, a guy who's who's all about the team, not about themselves, so to say. You know, and um, you know, it's kind of kind of along the lines of what's what the reports have kind of been for the Raiders as well. Not to go in and jump back into the Raiders, but um, some of the reports coming from the Dodgers, from the Raiders over the offseason or during this season for the Dodgers has has kind of been about you know, there's no divas in the in the locker room. There's no nobody's trying to make it all about themselves, so to say. And you can start to look at the Raiders. You can start to look at the Dodgers and see what players are not there. And may, you can come up with your own assumptions. Come up with your own guesses as to who those, who those players are. Now, I'm not going to get all that into it because that's a whole lot of assuming. It's a whole lot of, you know, you know I don't even know. what it, It's a whole lot of guessing. It's a whole lot of just pointing the finger and hoping or throwing something up against the wall and hoping that it sticks. I'm not going to go ahead and do all that, especially because they're teams that I that I like and players that I have liked in the past. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so with that being said, though, Dodgers have are now what um, with this victory, they're now 60 and 45, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they're going to be either three or three and a half games above the, the Giants at this point now. They're starting to build a lead. Hopefully, they can continue to grow that lead up against the Giants, so that way they can solidify, um, you know, playoff berth pretty early. Um, if they get home field advantage, if they try to go for a best record, whatever the case is, I don't, I don't give a damn. I don't want the same thing that happened last time to happen again. You know, they have the best record, expecting them to win, and then boom, they flatline. Like I don't want any of that. I'd rather have them be rested up, ready to go. If that means that they have to go in and play a couple games so that way they can um, stay in focus and stay ready, then do so. Do whatever you have to do to make sure that they are ready to go for the postseason. That is the main thing that it's important. Get a playoff berth, get ready for the play- for the postseason, and make a deep playoff postseason run, please. I want. I, I'm really. This is a really good team that we have this year. I'm thinking it's damn well possible for us to be able to make it all the way. 
We just need a couple more players. It sounds like Walker Bueller is on his way back. He's starting he's starting the process on being able to go up against batters. So that's another that's a good start, starting pitcher to go in and get back into the rotation. You know, it's just a matter of just being able to get everybody back healthy, get everybody ready to go. It's it's gonna be it's gonna take some time, of course, for everybody to do so, but we'll see exactly what happens when it comes down to the Dodgers. Uh, they uh, you know, it's it's been a it's been an interesting season because they did start off. A lot of people would say a little bit rocky, this and that. But I mean, seeing the production that we've gotten from some of these players that we, that we acquired, like like JD Martinez, who is plus twenty home runs at this point already. He's what only I think like four home runs behind Mookie. Uh, Max Muncy's been playing incredible this year. You have players like Freddie Friedman, who's, I think, plus 320 in, in batting average right now. I mean, some of these, some of the players have been just playing out of their mind. I think it's really on the pitching side. Hopefully, if we get a couple of things lined out there, a couple a couple of players back, and some, it's, we even made some improvements on our bullpen. Even, I think, we just signed a guy from the, from the Tampa Bay Rays, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, from the Royals, excuse me. I think it was the Kansas City Royals. Uh, so being able to just get more players into the squad that that could pan out, being able to get more players that we can call up and being able to go in and get them to, you know, improve the team, that's going to be the best thing that we can do. But we'll see what happens as the season goes on. I'm really thinking that this can definitely be a, a, a special season for the for the Dodgers, but I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Um, you know, we'll have to just kind of take it game by game and see what happens once we hit the postseason. But I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I did want to try to make this one a little bit shorter, but I kind of went on. I'll be talking to you guys most likely this week. Again, talking, you know, talking about the Lakers, talking about the Dodgers, kind of talking about the whole offseason for them. But we'll see what happens. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode again. I'll talk to you guys next time. Take care. Peace.